KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah, today's Thursday. We have the weekly shiur in topics in Hilchot Kashot, given by Harav Asaf Bednash. Today, we will discuss the issue of using the same dishwasher for milchik and fleshik. For reasons we will explain, this discussion is not relevant to the issue of using a dishwasher for treif and kosher, which is much more problematic. We will restrict ourselves to the question of a kosher home using the same dishwasher for milchik and fleshik. A number of posts, even though the common minhag among from people is to use a separate dishwasher for milchik and fleshik or use a dishwasher for milchik and wash fleshik dishes by hand or vice versa. A number of poskim are makil and allow use of the same dishwasher for milchik and fleshik for reasons we will explain. Rev. Moshe Feinstein, in the Igris Moshe, is makil on this question because of the halachic principle of not bar not. We have mentioned this principle in the past. This tells us that a secondary taste of a permitted substance such as meat or milk is no longer considered halakhically problematic. Therefore, for example, if one cooked meat in a pot and then subsequently cooked rice in that same pot, the rice has only a secondary infusion of taste for the meat, a not bar not a noting tam, bar noting tam, meat to pot is one step, pot to the rice is the second step. Therefore, that rice would be considered parith. We have learned that halakhalamaseh it's not quite so simple for Ashkenazim. We are often machmer in these cases. But, Rav Moshe Feinstein and almost all the Achron and Paskin, that we are makel, that one is allowed, even though we Ashkenazim are machmer, that take this rice cooked in a fleshic pot, one would not be allowed to mix it with milk. However, one would be allowed to warm it up in a milchic dish with milk, with actual milk, no. But with the milchik dish, we, our minhag is to be lenient. Therefore, if Moshe Feinstein says, even if one puts, say, fleshik dishes in the dishwasher, which is full of hot water, and the, uh, the hot water took the taste out of those, the fleshik taste out of those fleshik dishes or pots, that the water in the dishwasher would be merely a not-bar-not, would only have a secondary taste of meat. Meat to the utensils, and utensils to the water. That water would then, perhaps even be theoretically permissible to put that, to use that water to wash milking dishes. We might not go quite so far, but it would certainly be permissible to take that not-bar-not water 
and let it absorb its taste into the actual substance of the dishwasher, into the walls and floor of the dishwasher, and then use those that dishwasher for washing milchik dishes, because any taste absorbed in the dishwasher is merely a not bar not, is a secondary taste, which went first from the meat into the meat utensils, then from the meat utensils into the water, then from the water into the dishwasher, then from the dishwasher into the water when you wash milchik dishes, from that water into the milchik dishes, and has passed through so many steps by then that it is certainly permissible, according to everyone, to have that not by not taste of meat enter into the milchik dishes. Now, of course... The bigger problem in dishwashers is that not only does one wash fleshik and milchik dishes in the dishwasher, but one washes dirty dishes in the dishwasher. That's why we use a dishwasher. So let's take the example of fleshik first. I put my fleshik pots and dishes in the dishwasher and silverware in the dishwasher. The taste absorbed into the utensils is not a problem because when that comes out into the hot water in the dishwasher, it will be a not bar not. But what about the fact that these plates actually have meat on them? They've just been used at a meat meal. They have cholent and perhaps little pieces of chicken and gravy and whatever else might be on them. So there is actual substance. There is actual fleshic substance in the dishwasher. If that actual fleshic substance is absorbed into the racks and the walls and the floor of the dishwasher, then the dishwasher will only be a first taste, a first transfer of fleshic taste. The taste will go straight from the fleshic food, from the fleshic residue on the dishes, straight into the dishwasher, and that will be considered a not, a first transfer of taste of fleshik. And then, when we subsequently wash milchik dishes in this dishwasher, we'll be washing milchik dishes together with a not a first taste of fleshik, which, the Ramal Paskins, is a very, very serious, in Yoridea, Simon Tzadihei, is a very, very serious halachic problem. Now, Ramosha deals with this, of course. Let's just restate the problem. The dishes, I think most people, most postmen would assume, don't bother us. The taste in the dishes is a first transfer of taste. When that goes out into the water or the dishwasher, that becomes a secondary, a secondarily transferred taste. And a not bar not is not considered halakhally significant. What about the fleshic residue on the dishes? We're basically, we're cooking fleshic residue in the dishwasher. The dishwasher is like a pot that's cooking meat. So the dishwasher becomes a fleshic pot then, of course, we can't put milchik dishes in it. So, Rav Moshe Feinstein deals with it. And Rav Moshe Feinstein explains that any residue of meat in the dishwasher is but el to the water in the dishwasher. He says, after all, the plates themselves and the silverware and the pots, those are quite large. But how much residue is going to be on them? Most people we know, scrape off most of the, everyone, 
scrapes off the large pieces of leftover food before they load their dishwasher. Otherwise, the dishwasher wouldn't work. Many people who are finicky dishwashers even rinse off the plates before putting them into the dishwasher because if there's too much residue that will clog up the dishwasher and will prevent the dishwasher from working. I've seen that with my own eyes. If you have certain dishwashers and you put in plates that are more than just a tiny bit dirty, it will clog up the little holes where the water exits the wands in the dishwasher and the dishwasher won't work anymore. So there's very little actual residue left in the dishwasher. Not to mention the fact that out of all the residue left in the dishwasher, how much of that is actually meat or milk? You eat a fleshic meal, you put the dish in the dishwasher, there's a lot of schmutz on your dishes that is not fleshic. There's a salad dressing, and there's from the kugels, and the gefilte fish, and even in the cholent. The cholent is 90% not meat, it's other ingredients. So there's so little actual meat or milk residue on these dishes that it will be batel b'shishim to the water. It will be less than a sixtieth of, of the amount of water in the dishwasher. Therefore, any water which has fleshic or milk ingredients less than a sixtieth is considered pariv due to the principle of batel b'shishim. Therefore, Moshe Feinstein says, no problem using the dishwasher for meat and milk. Again, because even though the dishes you put in are more than a sixtieth of the size of the water, but by the time the taste of meat comes from those di- out from those dishwashers into the water, it's a not bar not, and therefore permissible. And even though there is meat residue, there is an actual substance of meat in there, with that actual, whatever actual substance of meat you have in your dishwasher is going to be less than a sixtieth the volume of the hot water in the dishwasher, Therefore, will be batal b'shishim and be considered halachically nullified. That is Rav Moshe's kula. There are those who add even an additional factor, lahakel. Rav Moshe himself mentions at some point that many dishwashers might be considered a klisheni. One of the dishwashers he dealt with was a klisheni. Klisheni meaning not the pot in which the water was originally heated, but another utensil into which heated water was poured, the halacha is that klisheni eino mevashel. The utensil which has hot water but doesn't have the heat itself, such as, for example, a tea kettle, would be a klisheni. That's where you heated the water in. When you pour that into a teacup, that is merely a klisheni. A, a chulant pot is a klisheni. When you ladle the chulin pot into a bowl, the chulin into a bowl, that bowl is merely at best a cliche. So some dishwashers don't heat the water themselves. They take in hot water from the tap. They're hooked up to the hot water line of the house. And they just use, they're merely like a teacup into which you've poured water from the tea kettle. The boiler is the cliche shown. The water comes from the boiler and lands in the dishwasher, if the dishwasher is merely klisheni, then a klisheni is not hot enough to cook. It is certainly uh, not, well, the way we, we paskin in the beginning of Yordea Simon Kofe, that a klisheni uh, is not powerful enough to cause, is not hot enough to cause taste to be absorbed into utensils, into kalim, 
And therefore, if the dishwasher was a klisheni, that would be another very strong argument for leniency, since whatever happened in that dishwasher, it might not even be hot enough to cause any bliot, any taste to be absorbed into itself. In which case, it would be free of any bliot, of any absorption of taste, and could never become milchik, pariv, treif, or anything else for that matter. However, this sad lahakel, this argument for leniency is not commonly found. Is not commonly found. Nowadays, most of our dishwashers, certainly in Eretz Yisrael, all of the dishwashers have a heating element which heats the water, because most people in Europe and in Eretz Yisrael do not have running hot water at all times. So the dishwasher is a klibi shown. Even in America, where people have running hot water 24 hours a day, and the dishwasher could have an intake of hot water from the boiler, most dishwashers have a heating element which in case the water is not hot enough or in case the water cools down will heat the water up a little more and therefore it is hard to be to say with certainty that when using a dishwasher under at least all else being equal it's hard to say with certainty when using a dishwasher that the heating element in the dishwasher did not actually turn on and that the dishwasher did not serve as a clevishon for that reason we will ignore this leniency for now. If one wanted to set up a dishwasher so that it had no heating element and only took hot water from elsewhere, then that would certainly imply grounds for leniency. But since that is not a common occurrence, we will ignore this factor for now and assume that our dishwashers are a clevishon. There is still one additional ground for leniency, however, which is brought up by Rav Gidon Peril in the 11th volume of the journal Tchumen, based on comments of Rav Avad Yosef, which is that we put, we put detergent in our dishwashers. And most Achronim assume that when you have a taste that is being transferred by water, and there is soap in the water, the soap is pulling the taste, the soap ruins whatever food taste may be traveling through that water. And therefore, the soap even, according to apparel, ruins some whatever little particles of food might be floating in that water. And therefore, that would be no sing tam lif gam. It would be a transfer of taste, which is a detrimental taste, a ruined taste, which is not considered halakhly significant. And therefore, the dishwasher would remain pariv, would become neither milchik nor fleshik, because the only meat and milk taste that it absorbed were pagum were damaged and ruined by the soap, and therefore not halakhly significant. These are the various arguments that argue for leniency in using the same dishwasher for milchik and fleshik. Rav Moshe Feinstein actually uh, Paskin's slightly more complex psak in the end Unlike Rav Gidon Peril, based on Ravad Yosef, who says you can use the same dishwasher for milk and fleshik without changing anything, Rav Moshe Feinstein says you can use the same dishwasher for milk and fleshik, but have to change the racks in between and use different racks. Why? Because he is worried that perhaps, even though the racks could not have absorbed any milk or fleshik taste, 
as he explained, any taste they absorb from the milk or fleshic pops would be a not part not. Any taste they absorb from the milk or fleshic residue would have been bottled to shishim, would be nullified. But there might be a little piece of meat or cheese stuck on the racks in a little crevice in the racks. There might be an actual milk or fleshic which gets stuck in a corner of the racks. And therefore, if one washes fleshic dishes and there's a little piece of meat stuck in the rack, one could certainly not wash milchic dishes on those racks, because one would be washing milchic dishes with a little piece of meat. It's a little peculiar why Rav Moshe would suspect that the racks would emerge dirty from the dishwasher. After all, if the dishwasher cleans all the dishes and all the silverware, why wouldn't it also clean the racks? But, nonetheless, Rav Moshe is apparently worried about the fact that there are crevices and corners uh, where these racks, the different lines of these, uh, of these racks are attached together. And Rav Moshe says, therefore, use the same dishwasher, but get a different set of racks. So, many people, some people, rather, are lenient, like Rav Moshe Feinstein. They use the same dishwasher for meat and milk with different racks. Others are even more lenient. Some, some people in Eretz Yisrael use the same dishwasher with the same racks for milk and conflation. However, many postkin forbid using the same dishwasher for milk and fleshik at all. The Minchas Yitzchak and many other contemporary poskim forbid under all circumstances using the same dishwasher for milchik and fleshik. Why? Because they are worried about the residue of meat and milk that is left on the dishes when you insert them into the dishwasher. Didn't Rav Moshe Feinstein say that residue would be bottled with shisha, would be nullified by 60 times as much water? Clearly, if you look at the size of the dishwasher and imagine it full of water, that is definitely more than 60 times the size of the fleshic or milchic residue on the dishes. Well, we have to know how dishwashers work. The dishwasher never fills with water. The dishwasher only intakes a little water onto the very bottom of the dishwasher. As a matter of fact, if you open the door in the middle of a cycle, which some dishwashers would allow you to do, your kitchen will not flood. Because whatever water is in the dishwasher is all below even the bottom of the door, which means it's all resting below all of the dishes in the dishwasher. There's a little cavity below the lowest rack, below the lowest wand that shoots water, below the bottom of the door opening, which fills with a small amount of water. And then that water is pumped through a mechanism, which pumps it, good dishwashers have two levels, beneath each rack of dishes and has this little mechanism, this wand, which spritzes the water in little drops all over the dishes at a very rapid speed. That is how the dishes get clean. They never soak in water. They just get water spritzed on them by this pump, which pumps up this little water at the bottom of the dishwasher, sprays it very fast all over the dishes, 
it knocks off and removes and cleanses any residue, then falls back to the bottom, then gets sprayed again and again and again. The same waters were used many times till all the dishes are clean. If so, that presents that presents two potential problems. Number one, the spray. Number one, the spray could catch a little piece of meat or milk residue and then knock it onto the rack or knock it onto the wall of the dishwasher and absorb that milk or flakeshi taste directly in one step into the substance of the dishwasher, either the racks or the walls of the dishwasher. Number two, all that residue has to, all that residue has to go someplace. It gets knocked off and cleaned off by this spraying water and then falls back down to the bottom of the dishwasher. So ultimately, all that residue is getting knocked off the plates and falling down into that little cavity in the bottom of the dishwasher. Perhaps by the time all that residue falls into the water in the bottom of the dishwasher, it would be more than a sixtieth of that water and turn all of that water flashic. In which case, if that water is then sprayed, if that water is then sprayed and lands on the walls or the rack of the dishwasher, it would absorb the flashic taste into the dishwasher. Let us deal with each of these scenarios individually. As far as the little spray of water spraying a little piece of, let us say, flashic residue onto the walls of the dishwasher and making it flashic, it does not seem that this is such an insurmountable halachic problem. Firstly, because this is considered eroy, this water is not directly sitting in the utensil in that cavity in the bottom of the dishwasher which was heated. This is water which is being poured or sprayed from a cleavishon. It is comparable to the flow of water which is being poured out of a tea kettle. It's no longer in the utensil in which it was cooked. It's just being sprayed or poured from that utensil. That is called Eroy Klirishon. The Ramah in Simon Kofay is lenient that Eroy Klirishon will not cause the taste of food to be absorbed into a utensil, even though we do not normally rely on him. This seems to be an Eroy Shenifsak HaKiluach. There is a difference halachically between if you pour from the tea kettle and there's a the water there's a straight an uninterrupted stream of water from the tea kettle down to where you're pouring that is called loan of an uninterrupted stream an uninterrupted stream is considered to have the power to cause absorption cause taste to be transferred from one object to another versus an interrupted stream if one drops a drop of water from the tea kettle and then quickly picks the tea kettle up and that drop of water is no longer connected to its source, that is an interrupted stream, and that only has the power, it is only hot enough halachically, to absorb its own taste into a substance, but not to absorb the taste of one substance it hits 
into another substance. Therefore, since in our modern day dishwashers, we have rapidly rotating wands, I think if you try an experiment, take any container of water and swing it around as you pour it, you will see that there is no interrupted, there is no uninterrupted stream because you're swinging it around and around. Each little glob of water breaks off from the other water in its own direction. Similarly, the wands in a dishwasher are constantly spinning around and around. You can open up your dishwasher and spin them with your finger to see how it works. Therefore, whatever jets of water emerge from them, I assume, are no longer uninterruptedly connected to the wand. These jets separate from their source, and there is just a projectile jet of water which hits the dishes, which is no longer connected to the water at the bottom of the dishwasher in its original klirishon. Therefore, does not have the power to take taste out of one substance and absorb it into another substance. And therefore, it would be unable to take the taste from the fleshig and milchig residue and make that be absorbed into the racks or walls of the dishwasher. It would seem, therefore, that the jets of water which hit the fleshic residue and then hit the racks or the walls of the dishwasher would not be able to make your dishwasher fleshic. Your dishwasher would remain pariv. Not to mention the fact that we can add that there is soap in the water, which would make any taste which is transferred through the medium of that water Pagum, ruined, and halachli insignificant. And as well, if one follows where Moshe Feinstein and swishes the racks between milk and fleshik, then even if trafe taste gets absorbed into the walls of the dishwasher, shouldn't really make much of a difference because the next dishes, the milk dishes, will never touch the walls of the dishwasher. So, it doesn't seem to be a serious halachic problem that the jets of water will land on fleshic residue and then land on the racks or walls of the dishwasher. Mainly, as we've explained, because it is irish and nifsa kakiluach, it is an interrupted stream of water which emerged from a klibishon, which does not have the power to transfer taste from one object that it hits into another object that it hits. Perhaps the bigger halachi problem is the second factor we mentioned, that all of this fleshic residue will eventually land down in the bottom of the dishwasher in this cavity full of water. There might only be, I've never measured how much water, but not very much water down there. And if there's only, let's say, a gallon of water on the bottom of the dishwasher, let's say a couple of liters of water on the bottom of the dishwasher, then the fleshic residue that lands in that water might actually be more than a 60th of the size of that water. In which case, all of that water would become fleshic. And if that water itself is fleshic, if that water, that, that water would make the bottom of the dishwasher fleshic, and when it got sprayed all over the dishwasher, it would make all of the dishwasher fleshic. Because even even an interrupted flow of water which does not have the power to transfer taste from object A to object B, does have the power to transfer its own taste to the object which it hits. It doesn't have the power to transfer taste from one object that it hits to the other. 
because that has to take out taste and then put it into something else. But it does have the power to imbue its own taste to that which it collides with. And therefore, if we basically have a, a chicken soup boiling at the bottom of the dishwasher, because we have hot water with flasic residue within it, which is more than a 60th, then we basically have a flasic soup cooking at the bottom of the dishwasher. The bottom of the dishwasher would become flasic, and when we then, when the, the wand then sprayed that flasic soup all over the dishwasher, the entirety of the dishwasher would become flasic. Now the entire dishwasher is a flasic utensil, and it would be prohibited to use it again for milchik. That is one of the significant problems that are raised with using a dishwasher for flashik and milchik. It's not exactly clear what Rav Moshe Feinstein would respond to this, primarily because it's not exactly clear whether the dishwashers he was talking about work the same way as the dishwashers that are prevalent nowadays. Perhaps he was talking about a certain kind of dishwasher which does not exactly match the technology of our dishwashers. But, if we wanted to defend the Psaka of Moshe Feinstein, we could give two arguments to defend that Psaka. Number one, perhaps if Moshe Feinstein understood that even that one gallon of water at the bottom of the dishwasher would still, in most circumstances, be 60 times the amount of meat residue that landed on the bottom of the dishwasher. Number two, since in all the cycles, in the last cycles of the dishwasher, all the food has already been washed away. But in the earlier cycles, the first cycle or two of the dishwasher, where all these fo- this food residue is floating around, there is also soap in the dishwasher. There's soap that one place in the dishwasher that will last through the first cycle, then there's another door of soap that releases soap for the second cycle nor in, in most dishwashers. So the soap, this water cooking at the bottom of the dishwasher would also be full of soap. The soap would be pogame, would ruin the taste of whatever concoction was brewing there, and therefore it would not be like a flashic soup cooking at the bottom of the dishwasher. It would be like a flashic soup with detergent in it cooking at the bottom of the dishwasher, which is pogome, which means all of the water would not really be flashic, because it would only absorb a ruined taste of meat, and therefore, the dishwasher would only absorb from the water a tam pogum of basar, a ruined meat taste, which would not make the dishwasher flashik. We don't normally lechat chila. We don't, ideally, we don't rely on this heter of soap. Usually, we don't assume that we can mix milchik and flashik if we just add soap to the mixture. Only bidieved most poskim rely on this heter of a soap being pogame ruining the taste of flashik. That is for two reasons. Number one, because the Achronim assumed the entire principle of nosing tam lefgam, the principle that a ruined taste is alakli permissible is only one which we can rely on bidieved, not lechatchila. Number two, because there are some Achronim who assume that soap does not ruin the taste of food. And therefore, lechachila, 
Number one, we don't rely on the fact that soap ruins the taste that may have come from any food in the water. And number two, even if it did, we wouldn't rely on ruining a taste l'chachila. So, it is somewhat difficult to defend Rav Moshe Feinstein's psak, l'chachila, because we only have two arguments. One of them is that the soap ruins the taste of the food, an argument Rav Moshe Feinstein himself did not make, which is not an, a factor we like to rely on l'chachila. The other of which is that perhaps the residue is batal is less than a sixtieth of the water in the bottom of the dishwasher, which is what Rav Moshe Feinstein said. However, it seems to be somewhat of a stretch. There's so little water in the bottom of the dishwasher, it's hard to say that Rav Moshe Feinstein really meant that in our dishwashers, with only a little water in the bottom of the dishwasher, all the fleshic residue that lands in the bottom of that dishwasher during the cleaning process would be batal would be less than a sixtieth of what is in the bottom of the dishwasher. Therefore, Vidyeved, someone who does use the same dishwasher for milk and meat, has what to rely on. And we would consider the utensils in that house to be kosher. Because perhaps Rav Moshe Feinstein was talking about our dishwashers, and perhaps he was correct that all the fleshic residue that lands in the bottom of the dishwasher is less than a sixtieth is Batal Bashishim. And even if not, we can rely on the fact that there was soap in the water in the dishwasher, and certainly the power of the taste imparted by all of that detergent was much more potent than the taste imparted by the little residue of meat that may have been one-fiftieth or one-fortieth or one-thirtieth of the volume of the water in the dishwasher. And therefore, whatever fleshic taste was brewing, was cooking at the bottom of the dishwasher, was a tam lifgam, was a detrimental, a ruined taste, and the dishwasher would remain pariv on the bidyeved level. So, those who do use the same dishwasher for milk and meat do have what to rely on, although it seems to be that the more common practice of using separate dishwashers for meat and milk has the stronger halachic ground. One other factor that should be mentioned which almost all poskim agree, is a problem even for the most lenient, sheet, lenient opinions, is that m- almost all contemporary dishwashers have filters at the bottom. They don't just drain all the dirty water into the uh, sewage line of the house. Just like in your sink, you have a filter to make sure that big pieces of food don't go down and clog the pipes. So to the dishwasher as a filter at the bottom to make sure that if there are big pieces of food in the dishwasher, it doesn't clog up your plumbing and it gets caught in the filter. Many dishwashers have a filter with a grinding mechanism that actually grinds up the little pieces of food, sort of like a garbage disposal, so that they will go down the drain and they don't catch a lot of food in the filter. But every model is different. Some of the quieter models do not have this functionality and therefore you must always check the filter to make sure that there is no end. There are no actual large pieces of meat and milk caught in that filter, because if there were large pieces of meat and milk caught in that filter, most people agree that even though they were cooked with soap, the large pieces of meat and milk still retained their good taste on the inside. And therefore, one could be cooking. Worst case scenario, there could be a large piece of meat and a large piece of milk 
that land in the filter. The filter's at the bottom of the water, of course. As it starts to fill with hot water, you could be cooking actual basar b'cholav, because perhaps the piece of meat and the piece of milk will each be more than a sixtieth the size of the water as it begins to fill up. And one could have very, very serious halachic problems. Therefore, even those who rely on lenient opinions must check their filters and clean them, if necessary, in between meat and milk to make sure there is no actual pieces of meat or cheese left from the previous washing. Each dishwasher is probably different in this respect. There may be some that never have anything caught in the filter, others which have a lot of food caught in the filter. The only way to tell is to check the filter, which in most models of dishwashers is not at all difficult. It is obviously, it is easy to locate on the bottom of the dishwasher. To summarize then, we've seen four halachic problems potentially in using the same dishwasher for meat and milk. One halachic problem, which was not so significant, is that the taste of the fleshic dishes would go into the dishwasher and make it fleshic. This was not a serious problem because of the heter of not bar not. The second problem was that the jets of water might land on a piece of meat or milk residue and cause that taste to be absorbed into the dishwasher. But we determined this is also not such a significant problem because it is irish and nifsekakiluach, an uninterrupted flow, will not cause taste to transfer from one object into another object. The two more serious halachic problems are number one, the fact that all of the residue will land on the bottom of the dishwasher, where it will be with the water, with the heating element, cooking perhaps, or in a clear reshone together with water, and perhaps that water will become fleshic and then make the entire dishwasher fleshic. That is why many are machmir. Most people are machmir not to use the same dishwasher for meat and milk. We can justify the practice of those who are mekel by assuming either that there will be 60 times as much water as meat residue, which seems to me to be somewhat of a stretch, or that the soap in the water, the detergent, will cause all of the taste to be pogum. However, tam lefgam is not something we normally rely on, lechachila. Therefore, while there is justification for the lenient approach, it seems more logical to take the more common approach, which is machmer, and use separate dishwashers for meat and milk. Even for those who take the lenient approach, we pointed out there may be actual pieces of meat and milk left in a filter in the bottom of the dishwasher, which would require one to check and clean that filter if necessary between meat and milk. And number two, Rav Moshe Feinstein, at least, assumes that one needs different racks for meat and milk because he's afraid that not only will the filter catch some little pieces of meat and milk, but there may be actual ban, actual substance of meat and milk on the racks as well. So many people in America who are lenient to use the same dishwasher for meat and milk use different racks.